0: All right, so, I will say, so the, the Gemara says the following. Remember again, the Mishnah was dealing with the situation of shir mikzan saget, because of bedaf so Remember again, you are writing a get, and you continued that get then on a second piece of parchment. So the Mishnah Paschin, that the Edom are the Mata, the Edom are below, so the Geddes Kosher. So says the Gemara, Valechosh Dilma, Hani Tre Giti Havu. Why don't you assume that perhaps they're in fact two different Gitan? Isrami le Zman de Kama, Va Eden de Basra, Gazye ye de Basra, Va Eden de Kama. So, so what, I'm sorry? What uh, page Page 21. They show you four lines are from the bottom. So the Gemara says, I don't understand how you could assume that both of those in are kosher. After all, why don't you? Why why shouldn't you be concerned that maybe they originally two getin and what happened? And you go v'isramu leizman dekama, v'aidin de Basra. You're taking izman from the first get, the aidin from the second get, the ganzi leizman Basra v'aidin dekama, and you're cutting off. You're cutting off the Zman of the second get and the Adim of the first get. In other words, when you see these two, when you see this get that spills onto two different pages, why are you not choshish for the fact that indeed they're really two get? that essentially someone did a cut and paste job on? The case over here is where there's space at the end of the parchment. So it's clear that the bottom of the parchment itself was never tampered with. And the fact that the get extends onto the second page indicates that in fact, again, it's all one get. Maybe this man from the second get was caught so, so again, just as like you said before That the case over here that we're dealing with is a case of where? Of where? The... Of where um, I'm sorry. The case over here is where there's space on the bottom of the get. Now the idea of the space on the bottom of the get essentially represents the idea that it's clear that the parchment itself has never been tampered with. So essentially, the gemara saying is like this: If a get spills onto a second page, there's a chashash that maybe people are cutting and pasting documents together. If, however, again, the get itself is clear, that the bottom of the document has not been tampered with. Then you can go ahead and assume that it's one get. So we're going to turn now to page 29. So, till we hear the case, will be where there's a rebbe, there's open parchment space on the top of the get as well. The dilma, imluchi, because of, because of, so we'll say, so maybe again, maybe he was writing the get and he had a change of heart. He had a change of heart. And therefore again maybe he started writing the get, but then afterwards decided that he's not gonna write the get. The cuss of the cuss of mila mila Because the case over here is where Hariat was on the top, I'm sorry that I'm thinking over you like this. Hariat was on the top. And Muteres was uh, excuse me, Hariat was on the bottom, and Muteres was Lamala on the top of the next stage. The Dilma is Ramile hi high. Dilma is Ramile, and perhaps again, if you look at Rashi, so I'll read Rashi too. You. you don't have to look at Rashi. So the Gemara says over here. Maybe he had a change of heart and decided not to go through with the get at all. The Gemara says that far. We're not going to be khoshish for. So So Rav says a very interesting answer. He says Rashi he says Rav Ashi Amar be de Megilta. Shenikr Bey mechisas haklaf sabif sabid. The case of Yeravosa is where the edges of the parchment are very clearly defined. When the edges of the parchment are clearly defined, then there's no concern of any kind of forgery, any kind of cutting and pasting. So what, what's the bottom line, what's the take home from this? The take home from this is, remember Bosa, if you go back to the beginning of the Masech, let's refresh our getting, our getting knowledge a little bit. How many lines does it get? Excellent. Twelve lines, right? The Minak is that a get is twelve lines. In fact, again, the Vilna Gaon, so you should know. It's actually, I, I mentioned this in the She'er, but the Vilna is says, so why is it that we call a get a get? Meaning, why do we call a divorce document a get? First of all, you should know. Again, get just means generic document. So like, you have a get shikhrer. So why do we call a divorce document just a time get? So the Vilna makes an amazing observation. The Vilna says, gimel and tens. Are the only two letters that are never found next to each other in the entire Torah. So, therefore, again, we go ahead and we use that word get to symbolize it, to highlight the idea. I think I think he said, yeah, I think he said, I think he said Torah. I'm sorry? I'll live for bays. Like like so that's that's the sheet of the Vilnaqam. So, so again, so, we'll say, so therefore again, the case these cases are dealing with situations where they get is spilling over onto either another piece of parchment or on, on an additional column. The Yamar essentially says we have concerns about people cutting and pasting documents. Therefore, the only way to alleviate those concerns is how? Is the mice again if the corners of the parchment are defined. Therefore again, there's no chashash for forgery. Vector. So remember again, the Mishnah spoke about the case of where if witnesses signed on the top of the parchment, ultimately the get is not good. So we'll say the Mishnah makes it sound like that the only way that he get his kosher is if Edim signed on the bottom of the document, but yet Rav used to sign on the side of the document. That when Rav signed, when Rav signed on the side, he would sign where the gad, the top of his signature, would be opposite the text. (laughs) We had the Mishnah a case where what? Where they went ahead and they put the top of one document opposite the top of another document. And the witnesses are in the middle of those two documents. Both documents are apostle. Why don't you say that whichever text has the roof of the signatures facing towards, it It should be good. (laughs) The Imar says that's what it's talking about where the signature is like a door bolt. What does that mean? The signature is perpendicular to the text. The signature is perpendicular to the text and let's say again those signatures are two two different gin, then that signature is not really shy to either one of those two texts if that's the case say but yet, then, if we look at the end of the Mishnah, which said that if the top of this document is cursed or lines up with the bottom of the other document, and the witnesses are signed in the middle. The document which has the signatures of the witnesses under it is kosher. But if that's the case, again, if it's perpendicular, then what? Then again, the signatures of the witnesses, and not really shaykh, with either of the two documents, rather, the Gemara says, you're right. That when we say that Rav used to go ahead and sign, put a signature on the side of the text, we're not talking about the gitn, rather, summons. That's when Rav used to go ahead, and send out a summons to go and call people to a dintorah, he often would sign his name on the side of the document. Fine, let's go back to okay. So the Gemara, the Gemara says the following. Get shekasvu, ivris, because of sofer ve'ed kasher, omr abirmiah, chasan sofer shaninu. So also says that when the Mishnah says, that cost of sulfur of the eight. If you have the handwriting of the sulfur and the eight echa that they get is kosher, if Yimia just reads the redefines that as chassam silver. It's talking about a case of where you have this, the the writing of the sulfur, writing of the sulfur, and the sulfur's signature and another eight. So this reflects This the view of Rabbi Yossi Because Rabbi Yossi is the one who says Words cannot uh, be uh, given over from um, one shaliyach uh. to another And therefore The only way that a husband would end up writing again is how Is if Lamaisa Is if Lamaisa He hears it directly from the Baal himself ha ha i am sorry uh, Let me see the Asi Lakameid Rabbi Avo, the Habu Yodu Lay Litovsa Ul Hassimas Yoda H the Yoda de Had Sada. So we'll say so there was a Ksuba that once came before Raby Avo and Rabbi Abou recognized the sick the handwriting. And he recognized the signature of one of the witnesses, Severalach Shura. So he decided, so he was going to go ahead and be makshad So Rabbi Yemiah um, said, no, the only way that that's kosher is if it's a situation of where the Sofer himself signed. If the Sofer himself signed, then Enochinami, that'll be kosher according to the Shita of Rabbi Yossi. So Mark goes, turn that Chanichas avos begin. i say, this is a very interesting case. So the Mishnah, let's listen carefully to this. So the Mishnah spoke about the idea. The Mishnah said that if the husband used Chanicha or chanichasim, if the husband used a nickname, now again, a nickname, Nehemiah mentioned this when we were in Shiloh, so a nickname, so we'll say, isn't it amazing by the way? Please, please sit down. So we'll say, isn't, it amazing that, isn't it amazing that you have a situation over here where every single day Baruch Hashem. we're learning in different places, right? So again, it's hard to keep track of everything. But two days ago, yesterday, yesterday, ultimately in Shiloh, on the bus ride, so again, we saw yesterday, the last statement of the Mishnah was that if your husband, when I, if the sofa wrote, now, again, Chanicha literally means a nickname. So, if the husband used the nickname, his nickname, or the wife's nickname, then Halokha HaMaisa again, the cat is still going to be Kasher. Now, the Gemara is going to qualify that statement. And says in the Gemara, Tanar Abanan, Chanichas avos Begin Ad Yud Doros. Now, when the Gemara talks about Chanicha over here, what they're really meaning is the following. Like, let's say again, I have a famous ancestor. I have a famous ancestor named uh, Mordechai. So I want to go as Shmuel Yosef Zev ben Mordechai. Mordechai is not my father, but I have an illustrious ancestor and I choose to identify by that illustrious ancestor. So the Gemara says, that's fine, I get Doros, as long as I'm within 10 generations, of that illustrious ancestor, Reb if Shimon ben Elazar Omer Gimel Doros Kasher Mekan VeElech Pusel, so the Gemara says. However, if Shimon Al-Azhar says, no, it's only good if that illustrious ancestor lived in the last three generations. But if he, lived, if he lived earlier than that, then indeed that is not a proper identification. Yet again, I will say so. In accordance with Huza Payne, is the following statement that if a person went ahead and used the identity of, a, of an illustrious ancestor within three generations, that they get this kosher. That reflects the What's the Pasuk that supports the idea that up to? You? So, we'll say what the Gemara is essentially saying is like this You could choose to identify yourself by a famous ancestor. The Shaila just is. How, how many generations could be between me and that illustrious ancestor? So, first opinion says ten generations. Second opinion says three generations. So, micro what's the positive that supports this? What's, it, what's the positive that supports Rabshaim and Allah's assertion that it's three generations? Because the positive right? says ultimately you will have children and children's children, which tells us what that the connection between a person and generations extends for three generations. Therefore, I'll to myself, I choose to identify with a famous relative. I choose to call my name Shmuel ben whatever a famous relative. That's fine as long as the famous relative lived within the last three generations. No, 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 no. it's three generations. It's I would just like you know you know where this is. Uh, oh, like Mordechai ben Kish, like in Divya Hayamim, Mordechai at Sadiq, right, is known as Mordechai ben Kish. Even though Kish was not really his father, so that's the iso, is that you could be identified ultimately by a famous ancestor. But again, what the Gemara is saying is that's in proximity. No, no, because remember, Torah talking to me. Torah is talking to Kish, but me. I'm one. I'm one. Bunny. But him. Why can no, well, identify yourself by yourself? I'm sorry. Who can identify yourself by yourself? Why can I, I identify myself by myself? Vegetable. No, no, no. But it's talking hey, about. Back no, no. What it's talking about is what's what's. What's the correct? But that's counting the individual as one of those Doros as well. You know, you want to say it because it's, cause it's you're, you're saying it's three previous generations. So oh, different oh, different oh different good, good, words. good, good, good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Good. So it says the Gemara the following. Good, excellent point. We're gonna see. So the Gemara says. Uh, okay, fine. We this. I'm Rabbi Yosher Ben Levi. We're we'll say now I'll get a little bit of Agadat, and this is amazing. We're doing this. Lo harva Eretz Yisrael ad Sha'avdu zayin bate dinim abod So we'll say now the Rebbe Yeshua Levi says that Eretz Yisrael was not destroyed. In other words, the Jewish people, the Malchus Yisrael, was not destroyed, and exile did not occur until there were seven monarchies who worshipped idolatry. The Veeluhena. These are the seven monarchies. Yiravah Ben Nevat, Basha Ben Achav ben Omri, Remember again, we were in Beitel, so he showed us again where the where the agalim, right, where the, where the golden cats were placed. Imamash saw this. The Achav ben Omri, the Yehu ben Nimshi, U Pekach ben Remal Yahu, O Menachem ben Gadi, ben amar. the ben Ela. Shene Emar. The says here the Gemara is quoting the pasuk from Yirmiyoh. Um lola yodledes hashiva what's the Pasek that ultimately supports this idea? Ki solit banim Now we going to see what is that do what we just said Rak lo Yisrael. So we'll say it says by Oshia ben Ela that he, he was a sinner. He did that which was bad in the eyes of God, but he was not as bad as the other kings of Israel. Ksiv, alov, So we'll say the is a no contradiction. On one hand, the Novi says that Oshia ben Ela was bad, but not as bad as the other kings. But yet again, we know that Shalmaneser Shalmaneser marched on Yushalayim during the days, or, or marched on Israel, during the days of Oshia ben Ela. So what's the shots if he wasn't as bad as everyone else? Why is it that ultimately, again, I'm sorry? We're just there, we're just there. So the Gemara says, ba okay. Because we'll say, what did O'Shea do? Remember again, Yeravim ben Nevat, Yeravim ben Nevat was the first king of Malchus Yisrael. He goes ahead and he posted centuries on the road in order to ensure that cloudy Yisrael would not be all the regal. They wouldn't go up to Yerushalayim. So what happened? <laughs> so she, O'Shea Ben Elah removed the centuries. The came Yisrael But even though the centuries were removed, cloudy Yisrael still were not all the regal. So, so what happens, what happens, so when the days, in the years, when the centuries were there, so Khalil Yisrael had an excuse, what was the excuse, that again, what could we do, we would love to be able to go to Yerushalayim, but we can't, there are centuries on the road, when Hosheb and Ela removes, when Hosea and Ela removes the centuries, and Khalil Yisrael still does not go up to Yerushalayim, it shows that the reason we didn't go was not because of the centuries. The reason we didn't go, unfortunately, was because we lacked the motivation. And therefore, Baruch, who says, O son, Shomim shalal, all Yisrael the regel, those days that Klaal Yisrael were not all the regel, Yelchuba Shevi. They ultimately, again, will go in captivity. Amrab Chista, Amramar but Amarav Is this sort of a, uh, a lack of uh, desire to make Aliyah? So. I, I'm nervous to say it because it 's a little self condemning, but it is like uh, it is an incredible you saw the was saying is all the years you couldn 't go fine, but now you could go, and you didn 't go i don 't know if it means all uh, yeah I just know that it means that somehow we have an obligation for hibat an obligation ultimately to do something now I have an opportunity to have the land to enjoy the land, to do with the land, to be careful to maximize that experience. so says the Gemara. So what does it mean that who was literally Leshbaruch, so who again was diligent, was vigilant on all the evil, and he brought it upon us because God is righteous. Because God is righteous, He brings all the evil upon us. Elo, Sadaka Asa Baruch Misra. Rather, Kadish Baruch did an incredible Tova with us. What was the Tova? Shehegla Golos Tzidkiyahu, Kayemes. Because when Kadish Baruch Hu exiled the kingdom of Tzidkiyahu, the previous wave of exiles of Yechonya were still there. And therefore, they were able to lay the religious foundation for those who were exiled with Tzidkiyahu. Tzidbe, the Golos Yechonya, a-chalash ba-masker elef chalash what does it mean? A-chalash? She-vesha-she-poschen-na-as-wa-koh-charashen we are say, A-chalash refers to tam di who are so great that as soon as they open their mouth, everyone else is quiet. Maskar gar ke ivan ke-ivan sho vein who are so great that once they decide that a matter is decided, you can't reopen it for discussion. The Kama, how many were there? Eleph Ula Amar Shehektim Shtei Sharm Levin So Ula said, no, the Tzedakah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us, that what? Remember, the Lushna of is the New York of is 852. The Ripoh Olam brought Galas after 850 years. Because B'no'Shantem ultimately means, again, that we will be forgotten, we'll become old. So HaKadosh Baruch in order to ensure that there be a Gahula, had to bring, had to bring Exiled two years early. Also, an incredible yisod, meaning that sometimes Hakadosh Baruch has to do things that are difficult. But our job is to see the Kassar of the Rebbeim Olam, even in the midst of Hakadosh Baruch midas hadin. We're now on page thirty in the page thirty in the Aramaic, and what is it? And page thirty-three. Thank you. Page 30, 33 or yeah, page thirty-three in the English. What do we learn from this? So this is amazing. We see from here that's what—that the that Rabbonu Shalom when a Kachbar who says that he's going to punish us quickly, right? So what's what's, what's the divine definition of quickly? Eight hundred and fifty-two years, Alright, That's Rabbonu Shalom. That's quickly. So that's Binoshanten. The miracle of So you see that Rabbonu Shalom who is going to judge us. Ultimately, again, that judgment doesn't extend. That 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 mehirah still is only going to be 852 years later. Because that that's the nidah sarachim of the rabbon shalola, namely the idea that kol shparchu even when we deserve punishment does not bring it quickly. Says the mishnah get mu'ussa the yisrael kasha. a very interesting sugya. A get mu'ussa means a forced get a forced get. So if a Jewish court forced a husband to give a get, then the get is kosher. We will say this is talking about a situation where legitimately the husband is supposed to give the get. And the get is kosher. But if a Gentile court forced the husband to give the get, then the get is kosher. When it comes to Gentiles, will say this is actually very interesting. But what a gentile court can do is a gentile court could force someone to comply with the rulings of the Jewish court so if you have a get that is compelled by a gentile court that get is possible but if the gentile court is compelling the Jewish husband to give the get in accordance with the with the, with the ruling of the Jewish court then that's going to be kasher. says the gemara that if you had a compelled get, meaning if a forced the husband to give a get, and he was it was it was correct, meaning he was supposed to give a get, then such a get is kosher. puzzle. However, we'll say if let's say you have a Jewish court a in that forces the husband to give a get, but they were wrong in their ruling, really, meaning they should not have compelled him to give a get. So we'll discuss. We'll discuss that there are situations, we actually already discussed them in part, that there are certain situations where because of a husband's behavior, the basin will say, Yotzi, we think k'suba. You don't want to take care of your wife, so divorce her, give her a ksuba. So if it's one of those situations where Basin is in the right to go ahead and divorce her, then Basin could force her. However, again, Shiloh Kedin, if they force him not in accordance with the law, then what? Then possible. The get is not good. However, uposel. But the get does pasel her, does invalidate her from marrying into the kahuna as we spoke about this earlier, of get As soon sometimes even a Get that's not a kasher Get, it has a scent of a Get, and a scent of a Get could still require someone to go ahead and be should still actually could still make a woman invalid to marry into the Kuhuna. Or kohavim, when it comes to a gentile court, Kedin pasul. even if the husband is supposed to divorce his wife, if the gentile court compels him to do it, the Get's going to be possible and it will also invalidate her, because again a non a court can't force the Jewish husband to give a get so if they try to do it the get as possible. However, Uposel, but she also becomes unfit for the Kahuna. however, again if Lomisa, the court compelled her, the court compelled her, not excuse me, the court compelled him, excuse me, not in the not in the essence of Allah. And ultimately, again, such a get would not even invalidate her from marrying into the kahuna. So the Gemara says, "Once again, what are you talking about? If you tell me that ultimately again, have the ability to force husband to give a get, then it's kashure nami Then even if they compel the husband to give a get, the get should be kashur. If, however, of gentiles do not have the ability to compel the husband to give a get, then mifsalo so. That a get that is administered by a gentile court should not even make the woman psul the kahuna. Amrav Meshar Shia Devar Torah get muusa ba'ogdei kochavim kasher. So Meshar Shia says in reality nida a get muusa forced get administered by gentile court is kasher. It's really good. Omatam amru puzzl. So why did Chazal say that it's puzzl? Shalotei <speaking> Ko <in> achaz va'achaz kol leches v'tolat atzma ba'ogdei kochavim avkass atzmiyat by law. Because they say we're afraid that women will exploit this option. If a woman knows that she could get a Gentile court to go ahead and force her husband to give a get, the concern is that she's going to exploit that option, and she's going to go ahead and literally throw herself on the mercy of the Gentile court. And, of course, we don't want that. We will discuss, by the way, why, in general, we don't want things going through Gentile courts. If that's the case, then when the Gentile court does a Shalom that mean the husband that's saying it wasn't ground for the force of divorce. Then there shouldn't even be reachaget. Venehah Siding Mar says, Venehabi sha I'm sorry, Ihaqi shalokit dinati reachet invo Venehavi Shalokitin Bi Israel. Vilahabi shalokit den bi isra should be no different than the case ultimately again of a get that's illegally arranged by a Jewish court, um nami namilfso, and it should still invalidate it from the kunah. Elaha, the Rav Mesharshia, but rather in reality, that which Rav said is mistaken. V'taima mai kedin, v'taima mai kedin, kebedin Yisrael. Excuse me. So, we'll say, so essentially, what the Gemara says is the following that we are concerned that you're going to confuse cases. So, therefore, essentially, the halacha is like this if a non Jewish court forces a man to give a get, and they were he's supposed to give a get, and based in forces him to, excuse me, Gentile court forces him to do it, the get is invalid, but it does create a reach get. does create a reach get. And ultimately again, that Re'ah haget will prevent it from marrying into the Kahuna. However again, shalokidin, if a Gentile court forces him to give her a get, but there were no grounds for it, it doesn't even passel her for the Kahuna. However again, when it comes to a Jewish court, Kiddin, if if they were appropriate for forcing her, then for forcing him, excuse me, then the get is Kasher. But shalokidin, Shalokhidin again, will be possible, but what? They'll still be Re'ah haget, she'll be possible to marry into the Kahuna. Now, so, so the, the, the topic of get muhussah is a very complicated one. Very complicated. Remember, this is dealing now with a very specific case of where the husband was, that there are grounds for divorce. Meaning, so let's say, for example, he says, I'm not giving you mizonus. I'm not giving you mizonus. It's okay, not, you're not giving you mizonus. That's fine. Divorcer. her. basing steps in and forces a get. A lot of the cases today where husband's not giving a get, he might be a, a really bad guy, but the the grounds may not be there for based into force. Also, remember, again, this requires an right. enforcement right. arm. This requires, an, this requires, but today, so t- today in general, the way that I'm up asking is that we don't go to our coast. We don't go to our coast for getting purposes. We don't go, so we don't, and that's going to be the next thing right. we're going to see. So What's the These ideas of forcing the husband. So, so again, if you, you know, it first, so remember, that's why Rashi pointed out. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says Kiddin Hanach. As the top Rashi Hanach Da Amrin Bahu Yotzi Osha Asura So, the way that the Gemara is setting up this discussion over here is that this is a case where he's obligated to divorce her. He's obligated to divorce her. In today's day and age, it's hard to find a case like that. Where you say. The marriage is not good, he should divorce her, that he has to divorce her. But I mean, if you were to find a case like this, one thing, he's not giving him his own I'm sorry? Uh, Abuse, who he says he's obligated to divorce her in that case? He's obligated to stop abusing her. why do we. Is they, I'm saying. I'm saying, they, they not giving. I don't want to get so back, but I'm just right trying to understand. Right here. That's a like great right here. I'm saying, he doesn't have the right to say to divorce somebody. to... Perfect. to, to, Perfect. to, to kidnap I mean, somebody wrong. and to force them to give the gas. well, that's totally off the charts. What do you mean? So again, a case, and, and if the cat is given that way, then the other the shadow comes Right, do. so that, that's what I'm saying. It, the answer is it depends. If you have a situation where the maisa, again, there's a halakhic imperative for the husband to go ahead and divorce his wife. is Rashi right, says, just because. Is again, he's one of two cases, Rashi says. Or, it, well, again, cases like Mizorah. So well, the other case is um, she committed adultery. So she's a surah to him. Right. So there's an obligation to divorce her. So in, where there's a halachic imperative. So again, the Mishnah says, yes, in the, the basin can go ahead and force the husband to give a get. The shaila is, uh, so, and even, and here's, here's the real crux. even a non Jewish court, the non Jewish court, oh, this here's the The non Jewish court can't force the husband to give a get. What the non Jewish court can do is they could become the enforcement arm of the basin. So Bais Din could go ahead and say, we're, "Here's the Pesach Halacha. We don't have the power of enforcement. Gentile court, you be the power of enforcement for us." Like the Israeli court today. Well, so. let's say something is decided in the rabbinical court. Right, recalcitrant. Yeah. So this case where the court talked about earlier, where we said that the rights and duties of rights and duties, because the end, the Ashmuz told, it's in this case that we're referring to that. Force oh, the other cases where he forced us to get the gas. Um, well, you always... Meaning you want to say does he have to say roads to over here? No, the guy said before that we well, a lot of force uh, first, uh man. Yeah, that's, that's this. That's this case. That's this case. That's what we're talking about. That is man. this that's case. That this correct, way. correct. That's, the says, that that that's, that's that is correct. The that is correct. Yankee, what were you saying before? I I mean, I think we answered it in terms of discussion. That's why, like, the RCA will lobby for bills So no, that, that's actually what, what the RCA does now. The RCA has like the halafic prenuptial agreement. Right. So the, the reason jail time is a little bit problematic is because is because the husband at the end of the day, like like Ellie was saying, has to say him. Meaning at the end of the day, it, it, he has to say, I want to give it. So the problem is if the punishment is too extreme, then it's hard to say that there's real das there. So they what? It is, hard. it is. It's true. But even so, but even so, the shayla is the force. The force applied has to be enough to convince him that this is the right idea, but still allow it to be of his own volition. If the force is too much, then it's clear he's not exercising his bechira. He's escaping pain. So that's why, again, that's why the beauty of the RCA prenup is it's a financial penalty, meaning. To say we're going to take someone, we're going to tie him up, we're going to take him to the cemetery and beat him up, his wife is going to be an Amana or she's going to be a Grusha, so that's probably a bit over the top. It's probably, although the Raman brings down that you actually can do that. That's that's the, that's, I that. So you, it, that would have to be a case, again, of where the Halakha says you have to. You have to. So re- so really so really then, really what the idea over here is that the to Ani is a formality. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, when you have a halachic imperative to do something, whether you want to or not, almost to a certain degree, becomes inconsequential. So, so what the rabbi is saying is that let's say, like let's say the wife's in the case of abuse, and the girl wants to get divorced, so they bring him to the cemetery, they force him, etc., etc. He's saying in that case, it's really no good. He should just stop the abuse. There's no reason to force him. We have no right to force him in that case. Uh, 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 um, uh, unless of course again I am I'm I'm, 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 sim- I'm simplifying okay. Nakhne's case. In the case of an abusive person where a person is not getting any kind of help or another, money, I'm whatever. saying it's suffix to come as the in a case like that. That's why. but why is that any different than the case of Thomas? You just tell him to start feeding her Right, he says I'm not. So I'm not stopping the food. Good, okay. So that's so then that he's a roadaif. Say no, will be then I, I agreed. Okay, I'm just I'm just pointing out that that again there's a correct the idea over here is you're gonna to have to differentiate cases. That's why Rashi says over here, that's why Rashi Dabka is very specific and he's saying we're talking about a situation where there's a to divorce her. There's an imperative. Because remember again, this undermines a tenet of gitin, which is the idea that a get has to be given the das of the bow. Here we're essentially saying is we could kind of force the right kind of das out of him, which Rashi says you can do that. As long as there is a Halakhi Comparative to do so, much. No Halakhi Comparative! Okay. And how does the Rambabba uh, learn that? I don't know, I have to look it up again. greater. greater. It is, it, no, it, well, look, th- that's why, again, in different communities, in different communities, there are different norms. You know, in many of the more, we'll call insular communities, they, they beat the daylights out of recalcitrant so husbands, and, you know, they get them to give in like that. You know, look, there was the New York get law, which wanted to threaten in jail time for recalcitrant husbands. And the truth is, again, there was a lot of halachic pushback with that law because some felt that that's really potentially a get mu'ussa. And if it's a get mu'usah, again, and not a get mu'ussa under the right circumstances, the get could be highly problematic. So let's go a little bit weiter. Abaye. Okay. Abaye Yosef. So Yonah well, says the very important you know. So the prenup, right, the Allahi prenup, which, if you, which again essentially says that when a couple decides to divorce, if halakh again, you don't go ahead and, and divorce her. So you have to pay a certain amount of money. So that's a financial penalty. So the husband has the right, again, it's not forced, because he has a choice. What's his choice? His choice is either divorce her or pay the money. If you choose not to pay the money, if you choose not to divorce her, pay the money, that's your prerogative. It's your prerogative. So it says the Gemara. Sabbai so found Rav Yosef, the Yosef of the Kama'ase Agiti, who was going his to lesson. To this Rav Yosef was forcing someone to give a get. anan anan. But one second, how can you force someone to give a get? Where had yotos? What does had yotos mean? HaYot literally means like we're simpletons, we're just regular guys, Another word, words, what this means is we're not a Beisden of smuchin. In order to adjudicate certain kinds of cases, the Dayanam have to have smicha, which is a direct transmission again from Moshe Rabbeinu. And so here, so here in this case, uh, so Rabbi Yosef is forcing men to give their wives gittin, and Abayi essentially says, I don't know how you're doing that, you're kind of operating without a license, because we don't have smicha. They come asagiti, Amuleh. Vaha anon had yotos, and excuse me, Amale, Vaha anon had yotos, and B'Shem Nomer Hirishmanomer, Kamakum Shatamotzi, I'm sorry, Kamakum Shatamotzi, and Gurios, a Gurios, Shodiko Havim, Afapish Dinek, Dini Israel, I at Rush, the Zaka So to, to which essentially, to which essentially, a excuse me, Rav Yosef responded look, that is. That's whenever you have a situation where there are Gentile courts. Even if the Gentile courts pass in, in the same way as the Jewish court, we do not refer our legal situations to Gentile courts. He says the Gemara says, These are the laws that you shall place before them, Before below, Before, again, a basin, and not before the Kochaven. And this, Ha'la says, we know that when Jews have an issue, the first stop has to be based and it's only if Baisdin gives any sure, you know, gives gives the permission, gives the right to go to a secular court, then one is able to do that. But without that, one has to keep the case in Baisdin. The the other possibilities, the other possibilities that when you give a case to Baisdin to be adjudicated, that case can only be adjudicated by who? By have Snicha, but not by Hadiotos. So again, are regular, still rabbanim, but rabbanim without ancient and So listen to this. to which Rabbi Yosef responds, "We are the shluchim of the rabbanim of Eretz Yisrael." Look at that. We are the shluchim of the rabbanim of Eretz Yisrael. The truth is, we are not acting of our own volition. We are the agents. We're carrying out the mandates of the rabbanim of Eretz Yisrael. Midi d'ahavi as we both said, the same way, Ovi Yosei says, that we pass in, in cases of hodos and halvaos of loans. And ultimately, again, hodos. So here, look at Rashi. Rashi says, Over shlichu mm-hmm. sayhu ve b'nei erat Yisrael in the same way that we are considered to be the agents of the Ravana Veritas so when it comes to monetary law. So our agents over here are forgetting as well. If that's the case, then why in Babel do the Diana not adjudicate cases of theft and injuries? Because the agency of the Rabbanim of Bavel merits Yisrael only applies to common normative situations, like Gitin. however, again, or like haldaus and Dalva, I'm sorry, like, like, ki abdina shekhusayum shikhah shmicha. the lo shmicha lo abdina So what is something very interesting over here. So essentially, what the Gemara is saying is like this, that the court system in Bavel, interestingly enough, apparently operated, was operated by Rabbanim without smicha. But those Rabbanim operated essentially under the umbrella of the Rabbanot of Eretz Yisrael, Of, of the, of the, of the basin. Of the, of the basin of, Eretz Yisrael, of the basin of Eretz Yisrael. But that authority only extended to common cases. Didn't extend to uncommon cases. So it's interesting to see what Chazal felt was common, what Chazal felt was uncommon. Gitim? Common. Havalos loans? Common. But Chavalos, Gizelos, theft and injury? Uncommon. Quite interesting. And therefore, again, in of the Bate didn't were empowered to take care of gittin. They were empowered to take care of loan and other financial related transactions. But they were not empowered to adjudicate, obviously, capital cases. That goes without saying. But they weren't even empowered to adjudicate cases of theft and injury as well. Alright, so we'll stop over here. will pick up with the Mishnah tomorrow. Oh, yeah.